0: Kia ora, it's Friday 26th of July 2019 and welcome to the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher, Taxpert and Director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping optimise tax for small businesses, individuals with overseas investments and other professionals. This week, more on fringe benefit tax and work-related vehicles. Is that insulation deductible? And calling Elvis, sorry, Inland Revenue. Last week, I mentioned the issue of the FBT, Fringe Benefit Tax, treatment of double-cab utes. And I referenced a blog on the the issue by Andrea Black. It seems that social media really is widely read, because Inland Revenue's (coughs) ruling units read Andrea's post and sent her a polite email explaining that in their words we have a couple of comments regarding double cab utes and the work related exemption. And what the Inland Revenue Unit goes on to explain is that the work-related vehicle exemption is actually far narrower than you uh, suggested Um, and it sets out the definition of the work-related vehicle and sets out, in particular, it refers to paragraph 3 of section CX28 of the Income Tax Act 2007, which, in Inland Revenue's words, is often overlooked. Masterful understatement there. That particular paragraph provides that if a vehicle is available for private use, other than from travel from work, home to work or it, incidental travel, then it is not a work-related vehicle, even if it is sign-written. And it is therefore subject to FBT. And the Inland Revenue concludes the exemption is quite actually quite narrow. Now, this is really quite interesting um, admission by Inland Revenue, because although it's good to see that they are taking a proactive um, interest in the matter, and, and monitor um, posts, Social media posts, that's not surprising. I have, I have come, encountered that situation elsewhere. Um, <clears throat> um, it does raise the issue, beg the question, is if the FBT exemption for work-related vehicles is much narrower than people imagine, shouldn't we be seeing a lot more FBT being paid? The, the figures don't seem to indicate that. And the anecdotal evidence is that <coughs> th- this fringe uh, fringe benefit tax is being very largely ignored, um, or casually applied. Perhaps might be more fair um, by many businesses, uh, particularly small smallest businesses of all, would be um, probably. Um, they will loosen their application of the rules. Um, and a good reason for that is simply these rules are highly complex. Andrea is uh, one of the most experienced practitioners around, and it, even she, with a formidable knowledge of the tax system, had overlooked a rather cr- critical um, exemption, a paragraph, which really narrowed the whole exemption. But it does beg the question that if someone like that get it wrong and I have to say that I had not actually seen that particular um, look the, the um, that particular paragraph is hadn't examined it in, in particular great detail then <coughs> what where does that leave your average tradie trying to run a business um, with um, all the strains that apply in that business the, the FBT in short this is an example where FBT is really ripe for major reform. There may be under um, compliance, non-compliance, a lack of compliance going on in this space, but the rules don't help and it's one of those things where I'd like to see Inland Revenue take a very close look at it all and come up with something which is practical and uh, minimizes the compliance cost to businesses. Moving on, <coughs> one of the clients it, one of our clients today finding, preparing a tax return came across that they had in, installed insulation into one of their rentals and that, as you may be aware, is something that has been required by law since 1st of July. The question that we were looking at is is that insulation deductible? And this is where it gets, as always, a little involved. Inland Revenue Issued a an interpretation guideline in twenty twelve on the uh, deductibility and treatment of repairs and maintenance, and its um, view on the question of repairs, insulation repairs, was pretty straightforward. If there is insulation already existing and you're just simply replacing it, then <coughs> the and there's no change to the character or substantial, then it would should be deductible, and that's uh, example nine on page 38 of their interpretation guideline um, 12-03. However, if it is new insulation, the view is that this is capital expenditure. Because the addition of insulation to the house improves the house and changes its character. Now that's technically the right answer. And that's what I expected and advised our clients accordingly. That these are the rules that would apply. However, if you step back and look at the wider policy picture, we have, we want, we have a desire to drive down emissions. And one of the heat, chief emissions that we have, greenhouse gas emissions, is heating. Now, (coughs) improving insulation will lower heating costs for tenants, and therefore, by extension, will also reduce greenhouse gases. But here we have two government policies clashing. And the bigger picture one, to me, is the need to reduce greenhouse gases. The deductibility of insulation is, yes, that's an expense, um, but... (coughs) and that there will be a fiscal cost in, in, uh, in that for a government. But equally, we have, a, we have a commitment, an international commitment, to reduce our greenhouse gases. So it seems to me that giving a deduction in, matter, in issues around this, where by law people now have to insulate properties, fits a wider policy perspective rather than a narrow legal tax perspective. And this is something, actually, by the way, the tax working group pointed out that just on finally on the point of fringe benefit tax <coughs> sorry, bit well, wrong um, on fringe benefit tax the fringe benefit tax rules basically exempted private parking, uh, providing parking from by employ- employees, employers providing parking, but taxed uh, public transport if the provision of public transport. Again those policy um, perspectives looking at greenhouse gas and environmental issues are completely reversed. You really should be giving an exemption for um, public transport use and taxing the private use of vehicles in a means of reducing emissions and that was a recommendation the tax working group made. It's one of these things about the devil is in the detail but sometimes you have to step back and look at the wider policy and decide then to make the changes to suit that wider policy we have to make changes to our greenhouse gas emissions everyone has to chip in on this and i think in this particular case there's a fiscal cost there may be a fiscal cost for allowing a deduction for insulation but is that overridden uh, is the wider gain from the is there not a wider gain from reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. Finally, calling Elvis, (coughs) or calling Inland Revenue. Inland Revenue's business transformation program has been been meeting mixed reviews, perhaps, amongst the tax agent community. It is issuing, um, as part of it, the Inland Revenue issues regular reports to cabinet. And the latest one, published on 4th of July, um, is rather brimming with confidence when you read it. I'll put the link up in there. But basically they're saying, um, <clears throat> there's quite a lot of interesting detail in here. Uh, the report summarises the progress and highlights of transformation for June 2019. And notes that as of 3rd July 2019, more than 1 million refunds have been issued, totaling more than $443 million dollars. Approximately 217,000 tax bills have been issued, totally under $80 million. A further 454,000 tax bills were written off. Um, they, they apparently averaged about 6 or $7 uh, each. Um, meantime, the automatic calculation process is na- nearly complete, and it says we expect to finish the last run of assessments by 12th of July. Um, that was this report date dated 4th of July. not sure if it's reached that point. We haven't heard anything on it. It is saying that um, we are continuing to see high volumes of customer interactions. Then it has this very interesting table we kept under here. It was called uh, Transformation's Red, Amber, Green status has improved to light amber uh, overall this month. And um, they're saying improving overall trends. Now there's a couple of interesting details in here that I wasn't aware of. Apparently the Palmerston North Inland Revenue Office had to be closed unexpectedly on 13th of June um, I believe this is because of um, uh, seismic issues, seismic in and that, in the words of the report paragraph 29, has reduced the number of people we have available to answer calls um, people they moved, shifted 40 uh, staff to work out of the Ministry of Social Development study link site in Palmerston North but it's interesting little margins here that the process requires um, the inland revenues systems are running. Pretty seem to be running full stretch. If something as unexpected as that could cause this amount of level of disruption, that is implied in this report. Um, they add that they're taking on. They took on an extra forty staff from the temporary labour force. What? <clears throat> but overall, this all oh, this the report is fairly um positive about how matters are progressing, which isn't really the experience we tax agents are seeing. Now, give me an example. Yesterday a client rang where she had been received emails from Inland Revenue saying that they first email dated the twenty third of july said you owe one hundred and fifty seven dollars immediately pay. The next email dated the twenty fourth said it was twenty five dollars sixty nine and this constant bombardment it promotes um, concern from clients they want to be up to date and there's a threat that we're at this stage we're about to go and deduct money straight from your client you're really fairly heavy-handed approach for absolutely insignificant amounts of money so log on and check out what's going on and in fact the home page shows that the client overall is in credit to the tune of three dollars what we have is we have an underpayment in one year 2018 and an overpayment in 2020. That credit was a rebate credit, for some reason was sent to 2020. That is something we've seen a lot of this year. Rebate credit's going to a wrong year, or credit's being passed off to the wrong year. Resolving that required a call quickly to the Inland Revenue. There's no such thing as a quick call. Um, I was on hold for 36 minutes before someone finally answered, and what should have been... A two-minute conversation took 12 minutes to resolve and then I decided to ask about something in relation to my own practice and that took and that was why hadn't a resident withholding tax return been issued automatically and that took a further 20 minutes to resolve now these are routine matters and the staff the person I dealt with was absolutely fabulous very patient very even-tempered but you could sense that this was pretty much her day. The endless little petty frustrations as the system clunked away dealing with what is really a routine matter. This this business transformation has cost one point five billion dollars. That's the number most off sighted. And yet the system couldn't pick up or match off that it had a revenue <coughs> it had a credit in one year and a debit in another year. Why not match the two across? We actually had to manually intervene to do that. Why? I don't know. But if this system was supposed to be as whiz-bang as all of that, you'd have thought that would have been resolved, would have been one of the first and easiest fixes to do. So I think there's a fair amount of Inland Revenue's reports to ministers paint a very glossy, happy picture. <coughs> but the reality on the ground is that a lot of frustration in issues such as I've just described. So someone somewhere has to square this circle, and I think there needs to be... A few more penetrating questions asked of the Commissioner as to what exactly is going on in the business transformation. And on a related matter I just note that um, the UK um, HM Revenue Customs has come under extreme scrutiny recently for some of its practices and as a result a new committee to review its practices has been set up. Um, some of the stuff the HMRC has got up to in the UK are quite jaw-dropping and frankly a, a represent, in my view, a severe breach of um, civil rights. Um, so it's not surprising that's happened. Now I'm not saying the a, a revenue here is in the same position, but I do question how much overwatch it has been getting. And very finally, check out tomorrow in the Herald um, which is running a story on tax and high wealth individuals, that is people controlling more than 50 million dollars there's going to be some interesting stuff in that from what i've been uh, from my discussion with the journalist involved that's it for the week in tax i'm terry Boucher, and you can find this podcast on my website www.boucher.tax, or wherever you get your podcasts please send me your feedback and tell your friends and clients until next time have a great week kakitiano